Welcome back, party people, to episode 100 of the Whatnots <laughs> Review Show. Hell yeah, we made it to 100 episodes. I'm so <laughs> the big uh, Benjamin. Exactly. Uh, this is a weekly podcast where we talk about all sorts of different things. I'm sure by 100 episodes, you guys know the deal. We pick a different story, different comic book, maybe a different movie every week. Come back here and talk about it. Uh, this week, we are doing something a little bit special for our mm-hmm. 100th episode. Uh, we're going to be comparing and contrasting two films, uh, but they're not in the same series. No, no, <laughs> normally, we'll do like, hey, here's the comic book and then the movie adaption. Yeah. Uh, but we are not doing that. Melissa, you yes. came up with the fabulous idea to compete head to head what do you think is the best superhero film and you picked one and i picked one and we're going to be talking Mm. about both of them uh so today we are going to be talking about spider-man 2 directed by sam raimi Mm. and captain america the winter soldier directed by anthony and joe russo yes it's going to be a lot of fun. My name is Kyle Springer. <laughs> I am joined, as always, by Melissa Wilkinson. Melissa, yes. how's it going? Pretty good. I put on a full face of makeup for the first time in several weeks. There you go. I dressed up to do this. It's a special occasion. I feel like we should have both bought a bottle of champagne to, like, virtually <laughs> toast at each other. Right? We, we have a bottle of vodka downstairs that i thought about like bringing up and just being like yeah and then not not actually have mm-hmm. it because it's like noon right i guess mean, <laughs> I, I could have some now but it's like who's here to stop just you? woke up oh. <laughs> if you put it with some orange juice that's breakfast yeah true true that i also don't have orange j- j- juice so Oh, well, Beans. stuck with no vodka. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we are in, uh, what is this? This is week two of our coronavirus isolation quarantine stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've, I've, I've been doing okay, okay, okay so far. Yeah. Last Still night just... I treated myself. Mm? Oh, I went out <laughs> and picked up. I went out and picked up a dinner. I told myself I can do that once every week or two. You can pick up one meal as a treat. Okay. And I needed to make the most of it. So I drove like half an hour (laughs) there and then half an hour back. So I'm like, I need, I'm restless. I got to get out here. And I did it around sunset and it was pretty and I had a good burger. So hopefully that will sustain me for another uh, seven, 10, 14 days. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, yeah, I, I've, I've just kind of been inside watching TV, playing video games, watching a bunch of the Venture Brothers, because uh, yeah. we're going to be covering that next week uh, mm-hmm. and some, some stuff with, with that. So it's been good. It's been yeah. It's been fun. So, so far. We'll see yeah. how long that, 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 that lasts. But I wanted to dive in on these movies so so Mm -hmm. you came up with this 
idea as we were kind of figuring out what yeah. to do of like, well, we kind of want to do something special, but we don't know what. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and and so, yeah, you, 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 you came up with this idea of like, what if we both p- pick what we think is the best superhero film? Because you were um, talking about maybe watching a really like a really good movie and a really bad movie paired together. Yeah. And we thought about doing the superhero genre because that's one of our favorites. That's where we started. The first thing we recorded together was the Infinity Gauntlet comic book. Right. But then we couldn't decide four, what the I best. Believe. Yeah. Then we couldn't decide what the best superhero movie was. And I'm like, why don't we just make <laughs> that the episode? <laughs> yeah, that, that, that works. So take me back. Spider-Man 2, okay. what is happening in the life of Melissa at this point what, in time? What year did this come out? This was like 2002, I think. Mm, I believe it was around then. Let me see. I think they were 2000 2002. and then no, wait, 2002, a 2004. to the 2002 Spider-Man. So this came out in 2004. Oh, okay. Okay, right. Yeah, yeah. Two th- uh, Spider-Man 3 was later. Okay. Let's see. Yeah. So 2004, I'm 14. I'm in middle school. I really like Lost and Lord mm-hmm. of the Rings, and that was pretty much it. I remember going to see this movie with my dad and my brother, and I liked it. And, and I had seen the first Spider-Man before. I'm not a superhero person at this point in my life. Sure. I did not become a superhero person until Avengers came out in 2012. Oh, I was yeah. just a person who occasionally saw a superhero movie when my family wanted to. But so this was not my traditional like this was not something I conventionally went for, but it has always stuck with me since then. I think there's something special about this movie. Okay. Good stuff. I I remember seeing this in theaters too. I I I don't think I I don't remember if this was like a birthday party that I went to or something. But I had a friend of mine that was also into comics and, and stuff like that. And so we we went to go see this film. I'm I'm thinking it was maybe his birthday party. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm remembering that correctly though. Um but but yeah, we went to go see all of these films. They they were a big deal. To, to, yeah. to young Kyle. It was like, oh man, Spider-Man. This is great. Best thing ever. <laughs> um, and I, I I remember liking these films, but also having a lot of problems with them. But I wasn't okay. at an a- a- age that I was really critically thinking about stuff. Mm. It was just like, I just don't like MJ. That's not MJ. What? It was just like... I- <sighs> This is not. This is not. Have they read the comics? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, they did. <laughs> and me, as somebody who has barely read Spider-Man, and even then, only in the last couple years, like this is the truth of it to me. Like mm-hmm. the platonic Spider-Man is this cast, and to the point where I look at other forms of MJ, and I'm like, all of these look like Kirsten Dunst to me. I don't think Kirsten Dunst looks like MJ. I think. Well, maybe she does, but it's like this recursive pattern where like they just picked her out of the universe like she was born to be MJ and all MJs like look like her, like this Jungian ideal oh, back in our dreams. 
I could not disagree more. <laughs> but um yeah, yeah, so I like I I I remember these coming out and I remember Spider-Man 3, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh you was... shush about that. Oh, Spider-Man that 3 is a it's a grand old time. I'm going to be Spider-Man 3 with his black outfit and his dancing for every Halloween until I'm dead. Oh man. But uh but yeah, I mean, d- despite how how these films were received by general audiences and stuff, I, I think mm-hmm. these did a lot for superhero f- films. Yeah, um, I mean, of of course, stuff like Blade was around mm-hmm. before it, and that's what really X-Men. yeah got things star- started. Yeah, and X Men were around there at the same time, so it was like this. Like the first wave, like the first in like uh, resurgence. I guess not resurgence, but like the first influx of superhero mm. films, and I loved it. I was like, "This yeah. is so cool." Um, but but yeah, little did I know that down the road we would get things <laughs> like Captain America: Winter Soldier, mm. uh, which I. Also remember going to go see in theaters. I think that one I think was a lot less fanfare for me because I don't think I went to go see it with anyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. I don't remember. But I also have a habit of going to see movies by myself just to be like, uh-huh. okay, this is something I want to see. Let me be <laughs> in my own little world and watch this thing. Um but yeah, I I picked Captain America Winter Soldier for this one. Uh I I think that's an outstanding film. Yeah. I think it's one of, if not the best film in the MCU. I think it's the mm-hmm. one that uh I think it's the first one that Joe and Anthony Russo yes. hopped on. And it did so well that they were basically just like have the rest of our movies <laughs> like, have here. at least three more yeah like here take over the avengers and captain mm. america and 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 stuff like that and it's it's strange to me because i was also a fan of community which is yeah. one of the tv shows that they were working on before this and it's a completely different style <laughs> just and but i love that show and it's just to see them go from that to this and knock it out of the park, I was just like, this is insane. This is so good. I don't <laughs> understand. It does not compute. <laughs> I think it's funny that we both picked movies that have a minor role from somebody who is on Community. Right, Because yeah. Joel McHale plays a bank teller briefly yeah. in Spider-Man 2, who Aunt May is trying to get a loan from. There's some... Good cameos in Spider-Man. Yeah. Two, two, Who else? There was one more that was like, "Oh, there's that guy, Daniel uh, Day Kim." Yes. Yeah, I, I saw him in the background there. I was like, "Is that him? Is that Daniel yeah. Day Kim?" And then he has that that, yes. that, that that like one line. He's like, "It worked, yeah. Doctor." Uh, <laughs> and that's it. I was like, "Good for you, Jin. Good for Just you." Just the most unnecessarily handsome scientist, right? <laughs> You you remember that one meme that was like the the uh the charismatic jogger 
or, or, yeah! or something like that. <laughs> yep, that's him. <laughs> the unnecessarily handsome scientist. <laughs> <laughs> we have made him more handsome with science. <laughs> but yeah, so we are going to be talking about both of these films, uh, comparing and contrasting them and seeing mm-hmm. why we both think they are spectacular uh superhero films and why they deserve to be the best mm-hmm. uh, but yeah let's dive into a little bit of housekeeping uh and yeah. then we'll get into spoiler territory so if you did not know uh we have multiple podcasts here at the whatnots you guys can get more information on all of those at our website, thewhatnots.com, or your favorite podcasting platform of choice. Uh, just t- type in The Whatnots, and all of our shows will pop up right there. Uh, Yo and I just recently recorded a fantastic episode of The Captain's Log. Yesterday, I was kind of worried that it was going to be scant and like... Just like there's not much to talk about since we're in quarantine here and not much is happening. It's like I go from this room to my bedroom. <laughs> that's about it. So, mm-hmm. um, but we, we ended up having a fantastic discussion about home movies we made when we were younger and music we liked and stuff like that. It was a lot mm-hmm. of fun. And then immediately after yeah. that, Ignacio and I had a fantastic episode of crossplay our video game podcast uh and yeah that that turned out spectacular as well and i had a fantastic day yesterday making such awesome content was good so you guys Mm -hmm. should go check that out and if you like what we do patreon.com slash the whatnots is where you can support us um for as little as a dollar a month you guys can get access to the live streams of this show our cameras are trying their best right now, and you can see M- M- Melissa changing size. It's, it's pretty cool. Um. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to fix this this year. I don't know if I just have to go knock up on the door of Mr. <laughs> or Dr. Internet. Say, hey, it might uh, be. what's it going to take, pal? Will, will it be it one of be. these fine <laughs> Alexander Hamiltons? Yeah, will it be my friend Hamilton? <laughs> Will it, my friend conta- <laughs> Will it be my friend box of home-baked chocolate chip cookies? <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, we have all sorts of exclusive content as well at our $3 tier. And we want to give a big shout out to our Patreons, to our Patreon, our patrons, who are our Patreon supporters yeah. at the $5 yes. tier. Uh, so thank you, Sam. <laughs> and thank you, Christine, for helping us out and keeping the mics on. We appreciate both of you. Thank you. Okay, let's see if my spoiler graphic works. I I don't know if it is going to do its thing. Fingers crossed. Didn't hear sound. Uh, I don't know why I didn't hear sound, but the thing played in case it did not make sound. Okay. There we go. Episode 100. Working perfectly. It's yeah, great. yeah. Um, okay. Spoiler territory. Let's so I I ended up watching Spider-Man 2 on DVD mm. on my big 4K TV. 
And oh boy. Same. <laughs> it, uh, it, DVD quality is not what I used to think it w- was. I was like, man, I can, like, can't even read that stuff. What is going on there? <laughs> but, but, but no. So, yeah, um, I, I, I watched this on DVD because I own Spider Man 1, 2, and 3 on mm-hmm. DVD. Um, and you also happen to watch it on DVD dvd because that, well that's, you Blue were just Ray. like i have it on dvd too i feel like this is one <laughs> that like everyone ha- like you have to have a spider-man film on dvd and it has to be at least one of the to- toby mcguire films it's like rule of law yeah and i think this is uh not to disparage andrew or tom but i think this is the best spider-man film yes or Miles, uh, well, not to count him out either. I'm well, right. speaking of the live action ones. I will clarify and say it is the best of the Tobey Maguire mm. ones. But Spider- Spider-Man 2 uh, is still a pretty good movie, considering. Um, do, do I think it's the best Spider-Man film? No. Do I think it's the best superhero film? No. Not by a long shot. But that's okay. Um. <laughs> So let, let let me actually make a case for Spider-Man 2. Uh, okay. And why I think this is actually still a good film. Um, this, I think, pays homage to a, a different type of Spider-Man comic. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. If, if, if you want okay. a more modern m- 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 movie... Yeah, you can go see the the one with um, what's his name? The one in the MC the MCU. You could see a Homecoming or a Far From yeah. Home. You can go see, go see those. Those are fantastic. Homecoming's also Homecoming's like right up there. But I'm gonna in my own heart, perhaps just because of my age and when I saw it and how it remapped how my brain processes stories. That's it's fair. the Tobey yeah. Maguire Spider Man two that's up there for me. That's fair. I think this is a great example of Golden Age Spider-Man comics mm-hmm. in a movie. Like, if, if that's what they were going for, it's almost perfect. Um, yeah. It, like, if, if you read old, old Spider-Man comics, I mean, like, Stan Lee, Steve Ditko making these comics, it reads and plays out exactly like this um mm-hmm. the characters are over the top they're unnecessarily dram- dram- dramatic and mm-hmm. emotional um it, it, like everything is kind of explained and it's all about like mad science and stuff yeah. like that <laughs> the power of the sun in the palm of my hand yeah right and that's what this is like it's mm. a mad scientist who, yeah, is tr- trying to harness the power of the sun, uh, <laughs> and Spider-Man has to stop him because it's taking place in New York. And in the meantime, he's like being a terrible student at college. He has mm-hmm. problems with his love, life. Um. You know he's he's in love with Mary Jane, but he's too scared to tell her and work it out. And they just 
mm-hmm. aren't communicating. They both like one another and they're just not talking about it. Um, but then you you get these just on on one hand they seem like terrible moments but then on on the other hand they're just so funny that you have like this this scene of spider-man or peter parker at 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 this time like longingly staring out his window and just being like Mm -hmm. i'm not meant to have it all am i yeah (laughs) oh man life is hard (laughs) and it's just like what is this? This is so dumb. But it like there's that's exactly what happened in 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 those comics. <laughs> that's the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies have this weird p- midpoint balance of you recognize he's being kind of whiny and like you're huh. and like you're laughing at him but at the same time you are on his side and you do agree with him. Like he's being whiny but also like yeah, why shouldn't you be able to go to class, Peter? Like, you still feel like defending him no yeah. matter what his attitude is. He's still that empathetic. Like, no, all the stuff happening to you is bad and should stop. Yeah, yeah, and and, and, and that's basically his character. Like, he, mm. he is someone who is in, I would say he's kind of an introvert. Uh, not, yeah. not necessarily, but... um. He is a nerd. He is a science student. He is incredibly smart, but he is all about his schoolwork. And so then when he gets the responsibility of becoming Spider-Man, it's this balance that he doesn't Mm. necessarily know how to handle. And he's constantly second-guessing himself. He is constantly overshadowed by the, the the guilt that like hey i could have helped uncle ben here mm. like i i i could have done more and so that haunts him in his schoolwork in his love life in yeah. his patrols as spider-man you know um and so yeah you you do get these things where he's just like i i guess i'm just not meant to have this kind of life where i can have a good mm-hmm love life and he just sits there and thinks and that's that's what stanley wrote like you you have yeah. paragraphs of him thinking like man i wish i could just tell mj how i feel and i, I wish i could make it to school on time and get good great you know like it's it's that stuff and i think this movie does a fantastic job of putting that on screen Mm-hmm. Um, and and translating that into a movie. So yeah. that is my case for why this is at least still a good film. Like, if you want mm-hmm. Golden Age Spider-Man comics on film, this is it. Watch this one. Yeah. <laughs> so that that is my case for Spider-Man 2. Besides that, it's not a good film. <laughs> Now, you think this is not a good film based on uh, the things that it does not meet up with from the comics, be it MJ or anything else? No, not necessarily. Um, I, as, as much as I just praised it for being a good representation of Golden Age mm. comics, Golden Age comics is a 
very particular storytelling yeah. style that looking back on it it wasn't very g -g good they they did a lot of tell me and show me at mm -hmm. the same time <laughs> yeah it, it's like you like you don't need to tell me that you're swinging using your web swingers that that you that you made in your bedroom i read that last issue i know what's happening here you're telling me this you're wasting space the art is also just showing it let the art speak <laughs> and it, and 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 so it's this it's this very strange style of storytelling that is very overt and it's very mm -hmm. in 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 your face and i think a lot of the emotional weight in this film was the exact same way it could have been a lot more subtle and <laughs> i i would have understood understood it just as much it's you're it, right this is not a subtle movie <laughs> it it feels like it doesn't trust me to understand what is happening in 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 the film um and i i don't know if i would go as far as to say it's offensive but it's just like come on like i'm 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 smarter than this like let, let you know <laughs> it's like i don't need, need to... peter monologuing about his struggles you have just shown me his struggles right yes exactly okay. so there there is stuff like that um but on a more per personal level, yeah, there are some things. Uh, my my main one being Mary J J Jane. Just like this is, that's not a good representation of that character at all. Um, and so, but I like that. That's more of just a, like personal taste. I mm. I think because um, we're comparing and con contrasting the movies, not necessarily like how well they held up to the comics and and stuff like mm. that so yeah and i'm yeah. kind of uh <laughs> at a disadvantage here because i really do not know the comic source material for any of these characters yeah, yeah. um but but yeah i mean it, it does a great job of kind of going through different comic book stories and being like hey here's uh, you know issues so and so and stuff like that actually let's see here Of these little cheap things from Target, oh, but it's yeah. uh, a cover. Let me see. Where's the camera? There we go. It's a cover from an issue of Spider-Man, uh, and it's Spider-Man No More, and that happens in this film. This is the yes issue, the issue where he he's like, maybe I shouldn't be Spider-Man, and then he throws mm. his stuff in the trash, and then he's just like, okay, walking away, um, and that's it. And I think I used to have this issue, but we lost all of our Spider-Man comics uh, when my family moved at one point. We had a <laughs> you bunch lost, of stuff. You lost Spider-Man specifically? Yeah, my, my dad had a, a <laughs> bunch of comics, um, and he he was also a big Spider-Man fan <laughs> when he was younger. Uh, and he had like two long boxes worth of comics, and one of them was mainly Spider-Man stuff. Mm. Uh, and in one of our moves to a new house, we lost that b box, and don't know what happened. So 
Spider-Man no more. For real. Killed <laughs> one of my Spider-Man action things. Oh no! Okay. <laughs> that was Spider-Man 2099 back on my what? bookshelf back there. Spider-Man from the future, Melissa. Mm-hmm. You're just like, okay, Kyle, I don't care. He can't get to cyber class. He has to deliver cyber pizzas. <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. Okay, let me see if I can fix your camera real quick there. Do yeah. this. Do you want to do you want to stick with Spider-Man 2 or do you want to start talking a little bit about Winter Soldier? Uh, let's, well, let's hear your, your end of Spider-Man 2. I think. Why, why is this one the best? I think Spider-Man 2 is the best superhero movie because it's a good illustration of some of the most important tenets of a superhero story. Sure. You have the hero's relationship to an immediate community. It's him and New York City. It's him and those people. He is the city's hero. And you've got mm -hmm. the dual identity going where he's really struggling with who is he? How does he turn one part of himself off to try and be another person? Can these two identities exist at once? He has to keep things secret. Like he doesn't know who he is. He's lost and like everything's just sort of focused on him. He's supposed to be the paragon of the city and he wants to be the paragon of the city. But it is really, really hard for him and he doesn't know if the sacrifices are worth it. I like the I like this movie's take on the sacrifices. Mm -hmm. Is this necessary? Is this okay to let this happen? And one of the things I find most valuable about Spider-Man 2 is the role of the common person in it like the sure. scene where those people on the train like carry him hand him his mask tell him like we're not going to tell anybody your identity you you're just a kid <laughs> i was listening to the director's commentary apparently those two kids who find the mask are toby mcguire's little brothers really that's funny yeah which is very cute and then doc Ock shows up and the people on the train are like if you're gonna hurt him you have to go through me it's I love this movie's angle on everyday people looking at a hero, seeing the hero, not just like he, his mask is off. We know what his face looks like, but oh, you're really doing a lot for us and it's hurting you. We should help you back. I think that's really important. I wish there was something more superhero movies had. Yeah. There's a lot of great moments of just. Everyday people showing valor, like when he's in the burning building trying to save that toddler and he's kind of like hanging on by one hand is because he's fallen through the, you know, through the floor. The toddler, you know, she's like two years old, but she's still trying to help. You're trying she's to help him. You know, the, but yeah, two or three. I don't know. Well, she, but she's trying to help. She's very small, but she still recognizes I will help him. Yeah. I'm going to try and pull him back up here. Yeah. You have that. You have. Oh, uh, the Stan Lee cameo in this movie, I think, mm -hmm. is important. He's man on street. He pulls a woman away uh, as rubble falls to the ground while Spider-Man and Doc Ock are, like, fighting on top of a building and knocking over, like, gargoyles and chunks of concrete and stuff. Yeah. Stan Lee is a hero. There's little moments of the everyday person being a hero, even right down to uh, the landlord's daughter just offering Peter a piece of cake. Mm-hmm. 
I, th- I think this movie operates on that larger than life melodrama. I am a singular hero. How do I save this whole city and still be a man? Like you get that. And you also get these very small personal actionable things that you look at and you think they're an everyday person just like me. I could do this. I should do this. Yeah. Spider-Man two is a movie that makes me want to be a better person in a way that not many other movies do. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. I, I, yeah, I I think the moment that stands out to me like that is the train scene when he does pass out it's a little bit of a yeah. weird scene admittedly but it, 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 it is this thing where yeah the the everyday people kind of step up and they recognize that hey this guy just sacrificed a ton before yeah. us so some of my favorite spider-man comics um is the ultimate spider-man comics um they're written by Brian Michael Bendis, um, and there's this event that happens in those comics called Ultimatum, mm-hmm. and in 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 this one, basically, long story short, Magneto makes this big tidal wave, and he sinks New York. He puts it underwater with this big tidal wave, mm-hmm. uh, and it's it's just it's complete chaos like thousands of people are dying and stuff like that and of course j jonah jameson is still in his office being like we need to make the news and x y and z blah 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 get me pictures of spider-man damn it he's a menace uh but then he turns right around and he sees that his building is underwater and he still sees spider-man underwater saving people and stuff and he just stops he's like shit (laughs) kid's hero (laughs) like yeah he like he like this is a guy who shouldn't be underwater like he has no underwater powers he Mm -hmm. like it it, he's just like i i'm stuck inside here he's the one helping people and it's 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 stuff like that that it's just like he nailed it good yes yeah yeah that's what that scene reminds me of Mm Hmm. so good stuff good stuff on that yeah it's very operatic i feel like this 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 is this is the exact word play this is the exact word i have been using to describe this movie yeah and and the and the raimi spider-man trilogy as a whole but i'm mainly thinking about this one it is it is like a stage performance. Like everything is very, you're right. It's big. It's overt. Like there's a scene early in the movie where Spider-Man, like uh, he swings past some kids and he's like, uh, just out here saving the day. Remember to stay kids. safe. Yeah. yeah. And it's like these two little blonde kids, like the girl is like pigtails. One of them's wearing overalls. Like they are the platonic ideal of children. They're like these cliche children. Everything feels like it is on a stage play. Like everything is very deliberately chosen and placed props, sort (laughs) of. Its use of time is really interesting. The Raimi Spider-Man movies all take place over longer chunks of time. Like I think this movie sees at least several weeks 
if not a couple months in Peter's life, which is, mm-hmm. which I like that it's not just like, here's this one terrible event. It's the series of things that are weighing on him. We're right. looking at like a, a really like a chapter in his life. Yeah. <laughs> chapter in his life of all of these struggles and downfalls, which I think really adds to the, the sympathy that the story wants you to have for Peter. And it's not just like, Oh, he's having a bad day. It's, Oh, you've had hundreds of bad days, haven't you, Peter? Yep. He has a bad life sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it feels like. Um, the last thing that I want to say about this film, about Spider-Man 2, is that I think the Sam Raimi Spider-Man films, for the most part, one of the best things they ever did was cast their villains. Their villains yes. are usually amazing um mm. in this one we like it, it focuses on dr Octop- octopus but he's great <laughs> alfred molina killed it he's outstanding this is like you think back on times when you've seen an actor and one thing for the first time and you're immediately like i love this person what else are they doing when can i see them again yeah. and this is one of those Real career-making roles. I love Doc Ock. I love that he Mm -hmm. is, like, he has, he's like Peter and that he, he has some faults. He has his hubris. Peter, to some degree, also has some hubris. Like, he kind of still thinks, well, maybe Mary Jane will still come back to me, even though I am being, like, weird and shifty. Yeah. (laughs) Like, both of them have their downfalls, but it's ultimately just, like, bad luck that hits them. Mm -hmm. And then they just succumb to the bad luck. And both of them hit this point where it's like, do I have options anymore? Am I stuck on this path? Can I break any of the things around me to try and get my old life back? I think they're a really neat match. They're both operating on these parallel levels. There's that conversation the two of them have earlier in the movie where they're just, like, having coffee with yeah. you know, Doc Ock and his wife, which is a really sweet scene. And you know, both of them have, they're both good people. They're both having a, they're having a good conversation. They're offering each other like real important advice. Like they have this moment of connection and it's not quite the same as like Steve having to face down his old childhood friend, Bucky, who he thought was dead, but it, it's different. It's this <laughs> sort of, this is something else that has There's been taken mean- away from me. There's a, a mutual respect there of like, yeah. you are a man of science. I like, I know how you can get to that point. And so it, it, Peter's sitting there like, he's not a bad guy. Like, I know, yeah. he, like, I, I know he has it in him to be a good guy. Like, you don't have to do this thing. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, and great. Yeah, great and there's guy. a... I love it. And there's a sadness to it that like even this like, oh, I'm just going to go have uh, coffee with a local scientist I admire. That is also ruined. Mm-hmm. Like he's this inescapable black hole of like terrible superhero nonsense. And he's like, I can't have that. OK, can't have career, can't have school, can't have you know a life that sustains myself, can't have love can't have coffee with a man and then not have that man turn into a super villain. This is also ruined for me. <laughs> what a life. What <sighs> a life. Um, okay. Moving on a bit then. 
Yeah. Captain America, the Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. was my pick for the best superhero film. Um, this one, incredibly more subtle. It is. What it's trying to do. And I think that's also part of why I lo- love it. I think mm. one of the most pivotal pivotal scenes in Captain America Winter Soldier is when um when Robert Redford's character is asking what Nick Fury's last words were and Captain mm-hmm. America says he just says don't trust a- a- anyone and he's like mm-hmm. is that it he's like yeah and we know that that's not the case like we know there is something else and it's the fact that captain america just lied to his yeah. to a superior officer and i i think what's fantastic about this film is that especially with characters like captain america or mm. superman um they are often seen as these do-gooding boy scouts that always do the, mm. the right thing and they fight for a, a, America and they work with the government and, the, you know, it's just they, they do the right thing. And it's like, at, you guys haven't read those comics at all, have you? Like, <laughs> ca- ca- more, more often than not, Captain America is fighting against the American g- g- government. Mm. Um, and I, I think this illustrates that beautifully of, of just like, mm. hey, here's an institution, here's an organization that a lot of people put their faith in, uh, whether it be S.H.I.E.L.D. or the American government or, or, or something, and they're not what we thought they were. Mm. Uh, they're not as trustworthy as we think they are. They, they sometimes overstep their they overstep their bounds and when something like that happens we need someone to stand up and fight against that and fight for the people who sometimes can't do much against something like that um and i think that's in that 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 is a fantastic a fantastic illustration of superhero heroics and someone standing up Mm. to do the right thing despite Mm. what other people might think they should do right i'm just like you're captain america it's in the name (laughs) you should be working with them it's like no (laughs) he's not on their side per se depends on what they do I do really appreciate that this movie shows that doing the right thing is 20% of the job and figuring out what the right thing is, is 80% of the job. You're right. It does operate with like a lot of gray areas, a lot of these uh, sort of internal struggles about who do you listen to? You know, I want to be a, a symbol of the right thing to do, but like how much of that comes from like he's a soldier, which is a very important part of his background. He's somebody who carries out sort of the orders and the and the wishes of others. And it's about Steve trying to figure out how much of this how much do I decide for myself and how much do I listen to somebody else? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's especially since in the first film, like he was on 
on ice. He was in World War II fighting and that yeah. stuff. And yeah, that was his his job. I'm just I'm just gonna mm-hmm. take orders and make it work. And here we go. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, like I I I I think in this one it's a wake up call for for him. That, mm-hmm. Hey, the world has changed since yeah last you you were here. It's not as black and white, and it's not. At, like it's not like what we saw in Spider-Man Two, where it's where everything is laid out plain and simple, and it's just mm. like this is good, this is bad. You know, it's, there's there's this weird mix, and you're gonna have to figure it out. Mm. Uh, and that's that's a difficult task. And at the same time, like he, there's the whole storyline with Bucky of of mm. him seeing his friend and just being like i i thought you died like yeah i i didn't know you were still alive and he he gives everything he can to get to his friend and save him and so like you you still do have that 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 storyline in the midst of things that that that, that, that is i'm going to give up everything I, mm. I have I'm just like this is the right thing to do there is no gray area yes. with this I am sacrificing everything for my friend um so yeah good 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 mix and <laughs> like this is also one of the things that like compared to a lot of the comics and stuff they do some amazing things of like Mm -hmm. this is exactly what they would have done in the comics or this is such a great portrayal of this one thing whereas spider-man 2 it was like that's mj Ooh, okay (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah i yeah like i this movie just blew me out of the water Mm. just like i i had no idea it could be like this like, like, think about the first Avengers yeah. film, right? That's also a fantastic superhero mm. film. And I'm I'm sure in a different t- timeline, one of us would have brought that f- film. Be like, this is the yeah. best superhero movie ever. Um, I think it is one of the most important ones to me personally. Sure. That's a top five one for sure. Yeah. But I think even looking back on that, like, there is some cheesy aspects about that film. Like, it's not at, like, it, it's, it, it leans more on the side of Spider-Man 2, I, I, I think, mm. than it does uh, kind of what, what we saw in later Avengers mm. films yeah. and what we see here in Captain America Winter Soldier. Um, but... I th- I think something like Captain America Winter Soldier is so important because it gets away from those older t- t- types of na- mm. na- na- narratives where it's just like, there is one good thing and we must do that one good thing because it is very obvious that that is the good thing to do. And you are very <laughs> obviously evil and we must defeat the obvious evil and then explain that we are defeating the obvious evil. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and it's like that's that's not that's not how life works you know mm. so he was real yeah, i 
I do really like Winter Soldier. This was a movie that I saw and I, I, I liked it okay. I saw it again and then it clicked with me better. And then I ended up watching it like a lot in a short period of time. Like I watched it like four times in a year or something and I got a little burned out on it. So this is the first time I've rewatched it in several years. Okay. It was a good revisit. This is what I really like about this movie. I love the team dynamics of it. I love mm-hmm. Steve, Natasha, and Sam all together. It gets nice to see these three people of these different backgrounds coming together, and they are all pretty much on the level with each other. Natasha's keeping some secrets, but you look at this among her her entire career, and it's like, this is normal for her. She's not really keeping extra secrets that much. And even if she is, she's like, well, it's, you know, it's just part of the... Part of the the job, job, part of the rules. I do what Fury tells me. It's nothing personal. I like their rapport with each other. Uh, I don't think this really is anything to do with our thematic discussion of superheroism, but I love the Armin Zola computer. Yeah. (laughs) That's my favorite part of this movie. This is what has stuck with me the most since I've seen it however many years ago is just this man putting his mind onto like miles of data tape and he lives as this weird like black and green command line AI and a computer in a basement in the middle of nowhere. I am not a pre-recorded message, Air Romanov. (laughs) I love it. It's so eerie and creepy in a way I really like. And 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 that's that's the thing. Like when you think about it, that is the golden age comic booky thing. Like that is the most comic booky thing in there just someone recorded his mind onto a bunch of computer servers and now he lives (laughs) inside this computer Mm. nazi scientist inside this computer (laughs) (laughs) so dumb but it's good it's great like that that that's the thing and it works because they make it it work creepy it's scary it's Mm. just like what is this thing Mm. yeah i I like that. I like the team dynamics. I think this movie, it's, it is a good balance of everything. The action's amazing. The shot where Bucky first shows up and you're seeing it through like the broken glass of Nick Fury's car windshield. Mm -hmm. That's an amazing shot. There's a lot of really great, important, iconic things in this movie. It is an important, like thoughtful discussion of, uh, of, force, which comes up throughout the MCU. You know, we see this with Thanos of, I can do something incredibly drastic now that could save us all of this trouble in the future. I can't necessarily prove that's what I'm doing, but it seems like a really good shot. If I take out a million people, I'm going to save 10 million people. Yeah. And there's the discussion of like uh, these uh, insight computers, like watching you trying to gauge your, your actions, your motives, your movements, trying to predict data. Mm, and it's a movie about being like being told who you are versus saying, no, I'm this. I am going to do this. Right. Don't put me in a box. I'm my own person and I'm going to be a good person. Like, don't worry about it. Don't watch me like that. I like this movie a lot. I think the uh, what makes me hesitant to put it under the title of best superhero movie is that it is so much more of like a political military action spy thriller thing and the fact that captain america is this 
super soldier Mm -hmm. and this public figure, all of that, you could make him a guy and I don't feel like the movie would be terribly different. Sure. The super heroic aspects that I am looking for are a minor part of this movie, which I don't mind. You know, in the grand scheme of things, it's nice to have a break from that to see some see that downplayed and see other things kind of amped up. It is a movie I do really appreciate, but I just don't think it's uh I wouldn't call it the best superhero movie because it's definitely not the most superhero movie. That that makes sense. I I I I I think that's a fair ass- assessment. Mm-hmm. I I would almost kind of say it the opposite way. I would say that's hmm. kind of why it's a great superhero film. Um, cause it, it is this idea of like, well, t- technically if Steve Rogers wasn't a super soldier, the story still holds up, meaning it could yeah. be anyone. It could be me in, in, mm. in, in that role. Like I could be making a, di- a, di- a, di- a di- difference like that if I just step up. Whereas if yeah. it's some big bombastic fighting some giant monster or something, it's like, well, I can't do that. You know, it's it's mm. neat to watch this thing, but it's just, you know, like it's not it, t- to me, that's not as inspiring on t- on, t- on top of that. I, I think. Yeah, I like especially Golden Age comics, it was just this very, very much like this is the good side. This is the bad side. There's mm. mad science, you know, um, and I, I, I think more modern co- comics and not just modern comics, but a lot of the better examples of comic books don't stick to that formula. They mm-hmm. b- break out and they 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 tell spy stories. They tell military stories. They tell war stories. They tell romantic comedies. Which mm-hmm. watching Spider Man do now that it's basically a romantic comedy <laughs> almost. <laughs> Like kind of, it, it, it's kind. Of, I was like, man, this is more of a romantic comedy than I remember. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, like the, that's what a lot of good comics do, especially superhero comics. It breaks out, and which is why, like, when when they announce new directors for new Marvel films in the MCU, I'm like, oh. This guy's good for horror films. They're going to do a yeah, Doctor Strange yeah. horror film. This is going to be amazing. Yes. And it's like, well, then they didn't really do that. And it's like, okay, well, I mean, it was an okay film. Doctor Strange was okay. Like, I, I liked it. And then now we, I think Sam Raimi, who did Spider-Man 2, is now going to be on the new Doctor Strange film. Which is still like, Boy. Sam Raimi has a good track record for making like horror films and horror comedy mm-hmm. films and 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 stuff like that and so it's just like i can see what they're going for here and i like yes that. i just have it be in that genre like don't mm. don't you know people often talk about the mcu like formula like that they, they have this mm-hmm. formula of of stuff and, and I, I i i think this was the first mcu film that really kind of poked its head out and was like yeah yes tell like we don't have to tell a quote unquote superhero story right Mm, it's still mm. a superhero sort of story but it's a spy story it's a conspiracy theory story right it's like yeah 
Hmm. And it made it so much better. It's just like, this is so good. I like it. <laughs> oh. One, something that I appreciate about Spider-Man 2 that I don't see as much in Winter Soldier is Captain America is about the American people. And there is this level of the, mm-hmm. the people adore him. He goes to that whole museum exhibit about him. He's worried about what people will think about him to some degree. He recognizes oh, man, he is this. I am so fired. <laughs> <laughs> Stanley's cameo is great. Yeah. He's worried to some degree about, oh, I'm supposed to be a hero for the American people. Like, how do I still be their hero? How am I still somebody that they have trust and faith in? How do I act on their best interests, even even when what they thought were their best interests actually aren't? There's a sense of the public there, but it feels so much more distant. Whereas in Spider-Man 2, the public he is defending are like right immediately there. Like he is surrounded by people that are talking about Spider-Man not knowing Spider-Man is there. Like the people in the newspaper office right down to like the woman playing the violin on the street corner saying like, where have you gone, Spider-Man? Like, he's surrounded by the Spider-Man legacy. Mm -hmm. I think it also helps that narrative that he is the one guy they have to some degree. (laughs) I do like the moment where they're trying to figure out Doc Ock's, like, newspaper nickname and Ted Raimi's, like, what about Dr. Strange? He's a doctor and he's strange. It's good. (laughs) Taken. (laughs) Yeah, right. Which opens up a very interesting and exciting door. But that aside, like, Spider-Man. Now that you mention it, both of these yeah. films have a mention of Dr. Strange <laughs> right. in them. And I just realized what that. Interesting mirrors. What a connection. They also both feature somebody from Lost because Spider-Man 2 is, uh, has got Daniel Day Kim and then Charles Whitmore is on that uh, yeah. shield panel of hologram people. Yeah. Great stuff. Uh, but yeah, the public... the. A superhero's relationship to the public is, at least to me, a very important part of the superhero archetype, of the superhero story, is serving the people around you, of being their hero, of helping them and defending them. And the average person feels so much closer to Spider-Man, like almost suffocatingly close mm-hmm. in Spider-Man 2. He cannot get away from the people he is responsible for. And it also gives him this real sense of isolation uh, because of the soldier background that Captain America has. He's he's around all these other soldiers, all these other shield agents. So it's almost like he's kind of their co-worker sure. <laughs> to, to some degree, which is interesting. But it uh, for me, it's like too far outside of like the recognizable superhero pattern of even if you even within a team story, you know, uh, talk about a justice league, for instance, you, the justice league has each other, but they're all still like weird, isolated outliers among their communities. Sure. Which Steve is of course coming out of the ice. Don't know what anything is, but like his heroism did isolate him. But now that he's back, he's fitting in. He's like almost too normal now that he's back into regular superhero activities. 
Yeah. Like, there's the possibility that he could go on a date if he wanted to. And Peter doesn't have that. <laughs> yeah. But, like, that that's one of those things. I think at the end of the day, mm-hmm. what, what, whatever you think the best superhero film is, I think stuff like this is important for both of them. Because yeah. Spider-Man is traditionally a street-level hero he is Mm. saving the pizza guy he's saving the the guy next door and sure he's a brilliant scientist that can hang out with reed richards from the fantastic Mm. four and dr octopus and have these (laughs) i don't know if anybody how often do people call him dr octopus i look it's like hey there octi um yeah like the the point is that he can have these brilliant scientific conversations mm. that you and me can't understand yeah. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. he'll still say save us because he lives right next door, door, door. Mm. whereas a character like captain america isn't a street level hero mm. he's dealing more with like political problems and the government and doing stuff like that like how 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 can he be a super hero in that sense be a leader mm. in that sense and I, I think it's partly his character but it's also just another aspect of life that we need leaders in mm-hmm. we need people that we can look up to in politics and stuff like that not not people that are deplorable liars and asshats mm-hmm. so you know <laughs> yeah yeah i get that i i think it might just be my own personal taste that i really like spider-man 2's like very very personal take on things yeah like captain america looks at his relationship to like the entirety of the american people (laughs) which is almost like too big to get a handle on it's spider-man 2 it Captain America Winter Soldier is all about like the sacrifices like an entire government makes about like the safety of its citizens and it's trading like a million people for another 10 million people. Spider-Man 2 is very narrowed down and very, very personal. And it's about like, yes, I can do the things correct and right and necessary and uh, undebated. It's like, yes, of course you go into burning building, save child. Yes, of course, you follow along after that patrol car to see if they need if I can catch those bank robbers before they get away. You're right. It is so much more like cut and dried black and white. But it's the personal toll that it takes on Peter. And you're sitting there and like as goofy as he is, he's just such an absolute goob. But you feel for him and you're sitting there hurting like you have a right to go to school. You have a right to Mm -hmm. keep a steady job. You have a right to live in an apartment where you have your own bathroom. You have a right to go on a date. You should have (laughs) these things. Yeah. Yeah. No, I... I I 100% agree. This whole thing is really weird for me because my favorite comic book character is Spider-Man. So yeah. like all of your arguments are like, yes, this is why I like Spider-Man. It's so good, isn't it? <laughs> like, <laughs> I think Winter Soldier is a really intellectual movie. Mm-hmm. Like it's a movie for the mind and Spider-Man 2 is a movie for the heart. Sure. Which yeah. isn't to say that Winter Soldier isn't 
emotional. You are attached to all those characters. I will I, say that I, I cried in Winter Soldier and I didn't cry in Spider-Man 2. Oh, I always cry at the train scene. I, do, I don't. I, I just, <sighs> I laugh at his face too, too, too much. <laughs> Which is the weird, weird magic of these movies. Like, Tobey right? Maguire is such an interesting performer. He's so absolutely earnest and guileless like there's no layer there like everything he thinks and feels you very obviously see when he's hurt he's really hurt and it comes off as goofy but it's still so endearing it's like i'm laughing at you but i am crying for you like i i look at captain america and i'm like that is a steady competent man who will take care of me and I look at Spider-Man and I'm like, I will die to protect that boy and he needs my help. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I leave Spider-Man 2 feeling like I have to do something and I can do something. Sure. Because one of the best things he gets in the end, like the purest moment in the whole movie is when the landlord's daughter just gives him a piece of cake. Like it comes with no stress, no pressure, no like terrible balancing act where he has to sacrifice something else. He just sits down and he has a piece of cake. And I'm like, I can do that for somebody. I can bake a cake. I can eat cake for someone. I can do right, that. Like Spider-Man <laughs> 2 makes me feel inspired. It makes me feel like I should do something and if I do, and even if I have something only small to do, it could still make a very big difference in somebody's life. Yeah. And Captain America Winter Soldier's bigger and more uh, cerebral and intangible. It operates on this national scale where I don't have those same feelings. I don't feel that call to action that Spider-Man 2 gives me. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, let's see. If I had to say... What what are my problems with Captain America Winter Soldier? Um I, I I think I think of these two movies, Spider-Man 2 works better as a standalone film. Uh yeah. whereas Winter Soldier, you can watch it as a standalone film, but I think there's mm -hmm. there's a lot of stuff that this movie is depending on. Uh Yeah. Like, hopefully you've seen Captain America 1. Hopefully you've seen Avengers. Hopefully you've seen, you know, some some extra stuff with that. Um, and, and so that that can be a little, little, little disappointing. Uh, but that's also kind of how comics work, too. Mm -hmm. People are often so intimidated. They're like, where do I start? with comic books and sometimes you just have to jump in and there might be some mm. things you don't understand or know yeah. what they're referencing but just keep reading you'll get there one day um but yeah like i i i i think that i think um i don't know man it's like i i i i feel like we've covered most of it where it is like mm. The stuff that I think you can mark against Captain America Winter Soldier is, yeah, it would still hold up if it's yeah. not Steve Rogers. If it's mm -hmm. Steve Average Joe Man. <laughs> uh, yeah, like the, the, the story behind it still holds up, but that's the thing. It's still a great story. 
Yeah. Um, stuff that I didn't like for Spider-Man 2. <laughs> yeah, I don't like MJ. I think Tobey Maguire doesn't make for a good Spider-Man. He's pretty good at Peter Parker. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. not Spider-Man. Okay, I can um, see that. I think... Yeah, and, and, and j- 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 just the whole thing of like... I see what they were going for there with the whole golden age thing. I just, it's not as enjoyable to me. Okay. If, if that makes sense. Funny yeah. enough, we are watching Venture Brothers. Yes. Um, alongside this. And next week, we are going to be doing our final episode on seasons five, six, and seven. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've I've been watching season six, and there's a moment in there where they they meet their the the like Spider-Man knockoff character, and yeah. they throw this like soda can at the back of his mm-hmm. head, and it goes into slow mo motion. Yeah, where the Spider-Man <laughs> character is just standing there, thinking to himself, he's like, "I have the power to dodge this soda can." Yeah. Or right. I can spray the spider webs out of my butt and catch the 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 the, the, the can, and he just, he just goes through all of these scenarios of all this stuff. He's like, no, but that will give away my secret identity and all of that stuff, and so I I can't do that one. And they're sitting there like, are you okay? Are you just standing like what, what are you just standing there for? <laughs> the can hits him anyway, and, and then he gets hit in the back of the head. Yeah. Um, oh, and then the um. The campus they are on looks exactly like the college campus in this movie. Yeah, yeah, and it's, it's the same place. And 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 it, it's this really, like, that's such a good I- illustration of what these golden age comics do. Yeah, where in one panel you see like a five paragraph essay of just like why I will not dodge this soda can. Um, and I, I, I think that's what Spider-Man Two kind of does. It d- 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 mm. d- d- does it in its own own way, but it's just like yeah, I get it. I I don't like it as much in yeah. And I think day. the kind of movie that this is, we culturally have advanced beyond it. Like this yeah. is not the type of superhero movie people are looking for anymore. And something I was really struck by watching Spider-Man Two is that the themes of this movie are so different than the themes of the MCU as a whole. Mm-hmm. Like I think about the think about Infinity War. There's the line of we don't trade lives. Like we're not going to sacrifice something to save something else. Like we are going to try as hard as we can to save everybody without any sacrifices. It's like no, you're not destroying half the population so that then the other half of the population has enough resources to survive. That's not what we're doing. Right. And in Spider-Man 2, there's a moment where at the very end, when MJ leaves her wedding and comes to him and she says, it's wrong that we should only be half alive and half of ourselves. That like really hit me as this sad echo of Infinity War. I think about how if the Tobey Maguire variant of Spider-Man was in the MCU, the other Avengers would not let these things happen to him because he's this lightning rod of sacrifice of, I help the people of New York City 
and I live in squalor and I have nothing going for me. Like, like the Tom Holland Spider-Man, sure, he can't go to homecoming, but like he has a home. Uh, he's well taken care of. He has pr- prospects in his life. Yeah, he has kissed a girl. <laughs> like he's doing okay. And the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man is a walking disaster. And I'm like, if you had the other Avengers around you, they would put a stop to all of this. They're like, where do you live? When was the last time you ate a meal? Listen, okay. All right, you're moving in with us. We are putting you through college. They're doing amazing things with online classes today. You have to be in the building. Look, Vision made you dinner. We're going to take care of you. You don't have to make those sacrifices anymore, Peter. What's funny is that's basically how the comics play out. There is that balance of like, like Spider-Man just gets dragged through the mud over Mm -hmm. and over and over. Over again, something happens to Aunt May. It's not he loses his job, or his job gets blown up by Mysterio or something. Mm. You know, like everything goes wrong. But at the same time, Peter has dated supermodels. He's won awards in in science. He's owned his own company he's he's Mm. had in in international company like he has things going for him and like it is this mix of just like he has prospects he has all of this stuff and just things things just keep going wrong and it's just like just someone give the kid a sandwich at least yeah (laughs) and and that's what they do They're, they're always like you know you can live in avengers mansion like you don't have to be here and do this stuff Mm -hmm. he's just like but these are my these are my people like Mm -hmm. i need to be here i need to be with aunt may so Mm -hmm. (laughs) so it 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 is that back and forth i'm just like you don't you don't have to do it that way (laughs) like you can (laughs) you can have a lot of money you can be rich you can be famous I really want there to be the united, uh, the unified Spider-Man live action crossover just to see Peter look at Andrew and just to see Toby look at Andrew and Tom like, oh, you guys have some semblance of a real life. How did you do that? I look with the way they're going with all the into into the Spider-Verse stuff. I don't put it past them to just be like, this is this is all I all want back. is for other superhero movie characters to like take care of the Tobey Maguire Peter Parker. <laughs> Just like you, you can retire now. <laughs> like I want somebody to step between him and a supervillain and say, "You have to go through me," and then this, and then that does it. Yeah, does nobody your universe fights... have a Miles Morales. Find him, <laughs> give him your job. Yeah. <laughs> so good stuff, um, Melissa. Mm. I'm going to ask you a double recommendation question. If you had to recommend something to someone who liked Spider-Man 2, what else would you recommend? As well as if you had to recommend something for Winter Soldier. Oh, heck. Ah, Jiminy's. I didn't come here that prepared. (laughs) That's okay. I think for... Do, do, do you have no, no, now? you go you ahead because I have to think about this. Okay, um, for Spider-Man Two, I would say, I mean, watching some of the more 
updated spider-man films is always a good thing though i'm assuming most of you guys have seen all of that stuff um, yeah i think go check out the ultimate spider-man comics um it's in alternate universe spider-man and you can pick up volume one and you don't have to know anything else and the whole ultimate universe um spawned out of ultimate spider-man so as you meet other characters and stuff they start getting their own books so if you want to go check out ultimate x-men or ultimate fantastic four they they have that stuff um but the ultimate universe is eventually uh the one that gave birth to miles morales um and yeah it's i I think one of my favorite spider-man stories and it's a good good one if you've never read spider-man before or if you really like spider-man um it's a good mix of having the classic stuff and having the classic art style and then as it continues it kind of grows and matures and it becomes a little more modern and stuff like that and it's it's addicting i remember reading it back in college and i would read like 10 issues a night and and just mm. like, this is so good i i, I, need, oh, to, nice. I need to keep writing um that's fantastic and i think it's it's a good b- b- balance b- between older spider-man comics and newer stuff okay i think i've got mine if you like spider-man 2 watch the incredibles and if you like mm-hmm. captain america the winter soldier watch the incredibles 2 because i think that series of movies has an interesting transition from things being very personal to things being uh on a more on a wider social level when it is more about like uh who do you trust who do you yeah. listen to and the first one's just about like I, I can't keep my job yeah um my recommendation for winter soldier would be to go read or watch batman under the red hood oh um, that's a good one it is yeah and it is essentially the same story uh batman's former child uh sidekick supposedly dies and maybe comes back to life mm-hmm. question mark go read it for her yourself it's good it's that same type of thing where he's like bucky is that you <laughs> i don't know maybe mm-hmm. it is maybe find out mm-hmm. um so yeah I, I i would recommend that stuff good times good times yeah uh okay next week episode 101 Mm-hmm. amazing we're in triple digits now oh heck uh, that's that that's amazing okay um what, what a, so what a good run what what is one of your favorite looking back on these previous 99 episodes what is a treasured review show memory for you treasured review show memory for me there's been a lot of good ones um some things i didn't expect as well let me i'm opening up our list of episode yeah numbers um let's see i'm i'm gonna start earlier on here 
uh, one I still really want to get back to, mm. Strangers in Paradise, which yeah, is the review show episode that at eight. some point. Um, that comic book was really, really cool. I like that one a lot. Something that really surprised me that I think we had a lot of fun on uh, that I mentioned from time to time was Chowdown Champs. <laughs> one of our classics. 14. It was just so ridiculous that I was like, this mm-hmm. is awesome. Um, let's see here. Let's see. It's another good one. What's another good one? I guess our episode 39, which was Mission Impossible 1 through 6. Yeah, all the there was Mission a lot Impossible to tackle. Films. It was a big one. Uh, but yeah, it was just this idea of just like, I missed out on a really great movie right? in theaters. Yeah. Why did I not watch this? It was a great did one. You- <laughs> Lifelong regrets. Yeah. I think one of my, looking back, one of my favorite episodes we did, uh, because it gave me an excuse to talk about something that had been on my mind for a while, was the episode we did on Birdman, because I just wanted to talk about that movie's relationship to superhero narratives. Yeah. Like, not about its relationship to, like, art and criticism or anything like that. Just, like, me sitting there wishing it would be way more superheroic than it was. Just me talking about... That's a great one. How, how Edward Norton should have been a villain, like not an antagonist, but a villain at the end. Which is something I'd been thinking about for a while and I finally had a a platform for it. I think that was one of my favorite movies that, that we mm. watched. Um, I also want to give a shout out to episode 45, The Artist. Uh, that yeah. was a surprise. I ended up liking that film a lot. Our two um, Oscar winner movies we've covered. Episode 47, Mob Psycho 100. I really mm-hmm. liked that. I was very surprised by that. We even did an exclusive episode of the review of the review show for Patreon. Uh, checking out season two of that show. Because I was like, it's so good. I want to keep watching. Um, I feel like it's really pertinent now to go back to the episode we did last February on Pushing Daisies, mm -hmm. considering that it is a show about a man who can't touch people. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) True that. Mm -hmm. True that. Um, Let's see, let's see, let's see. What's another good one? I mean, we've covered a couple of my favorites. Perfect Blue. I love that one. Kids on the Slope. That's a good one. Um, let's see. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, we've done a lot of interesting things. Have indeed. Lots of superheroes, lots of things that have nothing to do with a superhero. Indeed. Uh, next week, episode 101, mm-hmm. uh, we are continuing on with our series on the Venture Brothers. Mm-hmm. We have been covering a couple seasons at a time once a month at the end of the month. Normally, Ish. we would have been recording that today, right mm-hmm. here, right now. Um, but it just so happened that this was episode 100, so we were like, well, we have to do something special for episode 100. Yeah. So next week... Back to the Venture Brothers for episode 101. We're going to be covering mm-hmm. seasons 5, 6, and 7. 
And then the uh, month after that, we we will have concluded Venture Brothers, all of it that there is up to now. There's a season eight coming eventually. A month after that, we're going to tackle our next series, and we're going to watch all of Mr. Robot. Yeah. We're going to be starting been, with season one of Mr. Yep, just Robot. One so. season a month, and that has concluded at four seasons. So yes. that one, we will be able to watch literally all of it. Yeah. Good stuff. I'm I'm excited for mm-hmm. that. Um, I'm also still planning to be out of town the following week after that. Um, so brave. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> uh, get me as Captain America, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> sneeze into the shield. <laughs> the shield will protect you from germs. Right. Um, yeah, so I'm still planning on being out of town if everything goes according to plan. Um so episode 102, I think is going to be Melissa with someone else. I don't know yeah. who yet, but I am trusting you friend. to make make it happen. <laughs> I will. I will I, do it. I think it'll work good. I I I kind of I I should set you up with our opening theme song and ending theme oh, song. Oh yeah. So yeah, I'll have to figure out how to live stream time. something. Um, yeah. If 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 you don't want to live stream something, you don't have 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 to. I know we no 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 normally do, but I haven't showed you how to do all of that stuff. It's a little mm-hmm. little complicated. Yeah. But, um yeah. I'm excited for things to c- c- come. Here is to 100 more yeah. episodes of the review show. I I I enjoy this show a ton. It is fun. It's it's fun. Yeah. I can sit here and argue about comics and movies and stuff like that. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can make you watch old stuff I liked as a kid or just mm-hmm. weird things I go and find like Rubber <laughs> or Serenity the Boat movie. That's that's kind of what this show is about. Like that, that yeah. was, that, I mean, that's the, where we got the idea of the name, the whatnots is mm. like, we could, we could talk about comics. We could talk about movies. We could talk about TV shows and whatnot. And it was just this idea that there was something else yeah. out there that we don't necessarily know yet. And that we can explore and find stuff that we haven't yeah. watched. Be like, Hey, I've always heard this was good. Or be like, I don't know anything about these th- these mm-hmm. th- three things. I just found them online. Here they are. Or like I've <laughs> or like I've seen this before, but let's really watch this. Let's yeah. really dive into this thing this yeah. time. So, it's been it's been good. It's been fun. Yeah. So thank you, Melissa, for helping out and making thank the you show for so long. Yeah, and thank you to everyone out there listening. Mm-hmm. Um, and checking out our show from time to t- time. Uh, we appreciate all of you, whether you're a long-time listener or just happen to check out one. Yeah. Maybe you're that guy at the Best Buy who I told this, who I told about this podcast when I was trying to buy a laptop. There you Maybe go. Maybe you actually did go look it up. <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, okay. I think that about wraps us up for this one. Melissa. Yeah. Where can the people find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. You can find me at Yo Kyle Springer on Twitter and Instagram. 
Uh, if you guys want to stay up to date with this podcast or any of our other ones, we are at The Whatnots on Twitter. Uh, go like, share, subscribe, and go follow us on Twitch. That's the thing yeah. I want to start pushing now. Go follow us on Twitch. I think we're at like 37 followers. If we can make that 40, that would be amazing. Yeah. Uh, so go help us out. Go make a Twitch ac- account. It's free. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and, and you can follow us there. And whenever we're live streaming, like we do every Friday night, typically, uh, at yeah. 9 p.m. Eastern time for the captain's log, you guys can hang out with us and, t- and t- yeah. talk with us, chat with us. Mm-hmm. So, it'll be good. Good stuff. Uh, until next week, this has been episode yeah. 100 of the review show. Adios. Bye.